morning. Our scripture lesson today is from Matthew chapter 10, various verses. A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher, and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. The word of God for the people of God. I was doing some visitation yesterday and went to see Millie Downey. Y'all know Millie. She has a broken ankle and a big old cast. And uh, let's please remember to pray for her during the week. There may be some needs that we can, can tend to and show her the love of Christ. Uh, also, something to pray as a prayer celebration because John and Fran have been married today 31 years. How many? What did you say, John? 29. Oh, I was getting you ahead of yourself. Well, I'd say sing the happy anniversary song, but I don't know one, so happy anniversary. Let us pray. Lord, we are grateful for your word. Speak to us and let us listen. Didn't let us do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The wonderful thing about having new people come into the church is that I can tell old stories and if anyone says, you told that story already, I say, I'm telling it for the new people. So here we go. Five-year-old Johnny was in the kitchen as his mother was preparing supper. She asked him to go into the pantry and get her a can of soup. But he did not want to go into the pantry and get a can of soup. It's dark in there. I'm scared. She asked again, but he had not changed his mind in the last three seconds. She asked again, but he still had not changed his mind. Finally, she said, 
It's okay. Jesus will be in there with you. Johnny walked hesitantly to the door and slowly opened it. He peeked in, saw it was dark in there, and he turned to leave when he had an idea. He leaned in and said, Jesus, if you're in there, will you please hand me a can of soup? I hope you knew people enjoyed that. The Bible knows a lot about fear. You read only 66 verses into the Bible, and there it is. Fear. Adam and Eve have sinned, and God comes for their daily walk, and then God can't find them. Why? Because they are hiding. Eventually, they come out. And God asks, where were you? And Adam says, I was afraid. Fear. The crucifixion is filled with fear. Jesus was getting famous. The crowds were following him everywhere, and the religious leaders knew that Jesus was a direct threat to their power and authority. And then Jesus goes and raises Lazarus from the dead, one of the sure signs the Jews considered to be evidence of the Messiah. Now the religious leaders are even more afraid. The disciples, after seeing Jesus crucified, were hiding in fear, afraid they would be next to hang on a cross. Jesus, in the garden, whose sweat was as great drops of blood falling to the ground. Elijah, Moses, show up. The Bible says to counsel him, to comfort him. Fear. It might surprise you to learn that the resurrection was filled with fear. The guards on Easter morning were so frightened by the angel that these battle-hardened men literally froze in place and fell to the ground. The women were afraid when they saw the open tomb because they feared that someone had stole the body of Jesus. And when Jesus appeared to the disciples, they were hiding behind closed doors, so afraid that Jesus had to begin their conversation with, Peace be with you. We know about fear. My goodness, doctor tests, surgeries, COVID. Will everything turn out all right? Will I have enough money to last to the end of the month? Will I be able to retire? What will I do when Steve retires? Hey, I was talking about Diane and Gay. I don't know who you were thinking about. 
terrorism, crime, cancer. And I don't know about you, but I really do need Jesus to speak so I can hear him say, peace be with you. The disciples have finished at this point their discipleship boot camp. They have been divided up. They've had the commissioning service. And now they're about to be sent out to do their Lord's work. Jesus has told them what to take and what not to take. They have been taught where to stay and where not to stay. They've been taught to begin this new work of spreading the gospel and what to do if they are rejected. Do you think they were nervous? Do you think they were afraid to start preaching a word they did not fully understand themselves? I think of all the ordination services I've attended, both in our denomination and others. You better believe there is fear at those services, usually in the form of, what have you gotten me into now, God? I can't do this without you. Will you be there for me? Will you fulfill your promise, and will I live by faith enough to obey? Three times Jesus says it in our passage for today. Verse 26, so do not be afraid of them. When you're facing persecution, that's what Jesus says. Do not be afraid of them. Then he says in verse 28, Do not be afraid of those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. And verse 31, Don't be afraid. You are worth more than two sparrows. Brenda was right. Lo and behold, do you hear it? The work of evangelism has always been scary business. What if they reject me? What if I say the wrong thing? Now for the good news. Jesus has the solution. Jesus knows that the very remedy for our every fear is love. Love me more than father or mother. Love my cross more than you love your own life. Love the homeless man more than you fear what others might think. Love your enemies. Love your neighbors if you love me. I don't know if you've ever considered this. But Peter walked on water for a few steps, at least, for he loved Jesus more than he feared the waves. 
Moses took on the greatness of the entire Egyptian empire because he hopped out of his boat of fear and into the waters of extreme faith. But for God triumphed over his every fear. A young man stood his ground against a ten-foot-tall giant while an entire army watched from their boat of fear. Joseph, Esther, Nathaniel, the Apostle Paul. The scriptures are full of water walkers, of people who said, I love you, God, more than I fear them. If you are in this, then God, so am I. Bishop Gerald Kennedy, after visiting Bell Laboratories, told about seeing a very unusual gadget on the desk of an executive. It was a small wooden casket about the size of a cigar box. And on one side of the box was a switch. And when the executive flipped the switch, there was a buzzing sound, a whirring sound, and the lid slowly rose, and a hand, a mechanical hand, emerged. And slowly but surely, it moved across the box and reached down and turned off the switch and went back into the box. That's all there was to it. A machine that did nothing but turn itself off. That is what fear does. God fills us with purpose. God gives us every reason to believe and to trust. God gives us a mission bigger than we are. And out comes fear and turns our switch off. John Wesley said, It is impossible for any who have it to conceal the religion of Jesus Christ. People might as well try to hide a city as to hide a Christian. A secret, unobserved religion cannot be the religion of Jesus Christ. What is keeping you from jumping out of your boat and into a life of extreme faith? What's the next step of faith for you? Don't let fear hinder your journey. Let your love for God be greater than any faith, any fear that you have. And go out there this week and do something in faith. Prove. Prove it to the world. Prove it to yourself. Prove it to the Lord our God. Amen.